Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft episode uh, during this glorious winter solstice. My name is Kimberly Quinn, and I am thrilled to host, be your host for this discussion today. My inspiration for today is coming from Sarah Bon Bresnick. I've been on a jag with her lately because she's so good. And what I'd like to talk about is sort of uh, what she terms the underrated duty. And Sarah starts out with a a quote by Robert Louis Stevenson, and he says, there is no duty we so much underrate as the duty of being happy. By being happy, we saw anonymous benefits upon the world. And this is interesting, you know, because I think we, we do, you know, underestimate or, as she says, underrate the importance of being happy and keeping ourselves filled up keeping ourselves filled up. Oprah talks about the cup, right? When what's in, we have to keep ourselves filled up. What's in the cup is for us. What overflows is for other people. We, we've got to. And I think a lot of times we're focused on these big things and the Peace Corps and this and that, and that's all huge and good. And obviously we need it all. I'm not saying that in any way. It's just that the smaller stuff can also spread very far. And when we, when we walk around, you know, being positive, good vibes and spreading positivity all over the place, doing kind things for other people, you know, just being that person, just, just being that person to give a compliment, give a lift to somebody. It goes a lot farther than, than we often, you know, sort of get, I think. And, you know, I also did a, uh, an episode a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago on, you know, if not now, when, and that whole thing of putting off being happy. Think about that. You know, and I think I said something in there. I think it was Malachi McCourt, brother of Frank McCourt, who wrote Angela's Ashes, fantastic book. And I think it was said before, but Malachi just reset it. But in his lovely Irish accent, you know, saying, live every day like it's your last, because, you know, one day, one day you'll be right. You know, and, and that's, and we say it's so cliche to live every day like it's your last, but people often push off having fun, being happy, you know, saying I love you to family members and all that, you know, and, you know, it's, it's like after, after I get the raise, after I get the promotion, after I get the new job, after I have, after I find a partner, after we have kids, after, 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 we're pushing that happiness over the cognitive horizon when, you know, there are no guarantees, right? And I think, I think it's so important to realize that it's really, you know, as cliche as it is, we often let it go by us to just be in the moment and be grateful for everything we've got exactly, you know, exactly where we are now. You know, we can pick, we can cherry pick things that we are grateful for in this moment, even if things aren't going so well for you right now. Guaranteed there are some things that are. So Sarah kind of jumps on with this whole idea of putting things off, you know, putting, pushing, pushing the envelope of the cognitive horizon, the envelope of happiness, that is. And she says, perhaps, you think you'll be happy when you get a bigger kitchen or a new job or the perfect someone with whom to share your life. But don't you want to start making happiness a habit right now? Oh my gosh, I love that habit. That is exactly what it is. A habit is just another, you know, a word that describes, you know, a pattern of behavior, an intentional or unintentional, actually, habit of behavior. Then it becomes unconscious, takes on a life of its own. Hence, you know, we can all name some un some unfavorable habits, right? smoking, you know, all kinds of different things. Smoking, obviously, a little more complicated because it involves neurotransmitters and things like that. But we all know, we can all name unfavorable habits, interrupting, you know, it could go on and on and on. 
And there's also positive habits and happiness, like anything else, requires, first of all, the awareness and the first of all, the awareness that whatever you're doing right now is not working. We need to, we can't do what we don't know. That awareness, whatever I'm doing right now is not working. I would like to be happier. After the awareness, we then commit to doing the best we can. Remember, the bar is not at perfect. That's just self-abuse of the highest order, says Ann Schaaf. And we set the bar, do our best, and we commit to practicing a lifestyle of happiness. Happiness is a lifestyle. You know, you know, and I think it's important to say that because some people think, I know it's been true with me because I've been practicing happiness since I can remember. And sometimes people just get annoyed, you know, that the prickly's out there. They think that I got hit with a happiness stick or something. I won the, I had the, the lucky golden Wonka ticket and the happiness lottery. That's just not how it works. And if you ever know, notice the negative Nellies out there almost get, not almost, they get irritated when all kinds of positivity walks in the room. Probably because it shines a light on... <clears throat> you know, the, 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 you know, negativity habit. We're not talking about genuine, really huge, bad things happening to people. We're talking about the whining and the complaining and the, the pessimists out there that are just, you know, sucking the oxygen out of the air for everybody else. That's what we're talking about. And Sarah, Sarah says, uh, every morning when we wake up, we've been given a wonderful gift. Amen, sister. Another day of life to let, and let's make the most of it. No one can do it for us. Thank you. Happiness is not a possession to be prized, Daphne de Moria wrote in Rebecca. It's a quality of thought, a state of mind. Absolutely. <clears throat> Sarah is spot on accurate in my opinion. And also I would add um, that it's also about the journey. It's not like you land on Happiness Island and then it's all over. It's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a constant process. And it's so important to savor, right? Savor is like mindfulness with a twist, right? It's being mindful, being in the moment with gratitude, the gratitude twist, and it's kind of, you reside there, right? So savoring these little moments along the way to wherever it is that, you, that is your next move. It's just so important to realize that happiness is, just like she said, it's a quality of thought and a state of mind, and it's it's an ongoing journey. And then uh, Sarah says, let's adopt a new state of mind about happiness Let's stop thinking that things are outside our control. Things are outside of our control bring us happiness. Now, you know, mind crafters, we've talked about this a lot. Whenever we have, whenever we, we choose, because it is, it is our choice, whenever we allow our happiness to, to be attached to outcome, which is outside of us, then that, that, that translates into an expectation. That's what that is, right? And then that you, more, more often than not leads to disappointment because we don't have any control or very little control over what goes on outside of us. We also don't want to have our own internal needs, um, you know, our needs being met on the inside, de dependent on other people or other situations or circumstances. That's a huge dice roll. We want to instead bring that control into the living room, right into ourselves. So as our, our own happiness is our own responsibility. And then Sarah says, it, admittedly, remodeling the kitchen, landing the job we've been dreaming of, or finding that special someone can make us feel at least momentarily happier. But the magic seeds of contentment are planted deep within us. Happiness that the world cannot take away only flourishes in the secret garden of our souls. Oh, I love how she says that. Because um, happiness, obviously, is, it's an emotion. It's fleeting. It's an emotion. By tending to our inner garden and uprooting the weeds of external expectations, we can nurture our authentic happiness the way we would nurture something that's beautiful and alive. 
Happiness is a living emotion. I love the way Sarah made an analogy to the inner garden. And, and, and so it's not only about, you know, what, you know, nurturing our soul this way, nurturing our spirit, let's say metaphorically speaking with, you know, water and, and, you know, food and, you know, with, within the rich soil and all of that, but also the weeding, which means the negative Nellies and to weed them out or you know, limit our time with them, you know, and, and weed out negative anything like the news. Yes, it's important to know what's going on in the world. Absolutely. However, we don't need to listen to it in copious amounts and not before we go to bed. Our unconscious just doesn't need that. We can be informed without residing there, I guess is what I'm saying. And also social media and all the comparison that goes along there, the, all kinds of weeds that we can that we can yank out of our inner garden to have a more happy lifestyle and or happier lifestyle. And I love how she said happiness is a living emotion, living. So think of it like the plants, like she's saying, it's a living emotion. So we need to keep, we need to nurture it, pull the weeds out around it, all then shine our, shine our light right on our own happiness lifestyle. And then Sarah continues, your happiness is not a frivolous, expendable luxury. Thank you. I'm going to say that again because I liked it so much. Your happiness is not a frivolous, expendable luxury. The pursuit of happiness is an inalienable right guaranteed by the Declaration of Independence. But we have to be willing to pursue it. Amen, sister. We have. To, here's the whole thing. People don't realize just like anything in life that's worthwhile anyway takes effort and it takes a bit of risk. You know, it does, things just don't land in our laps. That's not how it works. We've got to make a conscious choice to be happy and then, you know, sort of, you know, roll up our sleeves. It looks like you, go, you know, stack the wood or something. It is a process. And just like any, well, just like anything else, what we practice, we inevitably get better at. And it also gets easier to maintain, easier to maintain. So then she says, um, Ultimately, genuine happiness can only be realized once we commit to making it a personal priority in our lives. Hear the words, personal priority in our lives. This may be new behavior for some of us and a bit intimidating. Be gentle with yourself. I like that she said that too, because there's also happiness pressure, which I'm being, I'm definitely being a part of right now because it is so important. We're saying how when we're happy ourselves, it leaks all everywhere to the world. So it's so important to, and yet, and yet also it's important to be gentle with ourselves and also patient because we are not after perfect. That is such a bad word. You're better off dropping the F bomb than incorporating that word into your life. So it's about progress, not perfection, progress, not perfection. If you're kind of becoming a little bit happier each day that goes by, then you have a setback, then you're happier again. Give yourself a gigantic Pat on the back for that. Because here's the thing, she says, it will unfold. Today, today, you may not be familiar with the happiness habit, but like any new behavior, happiness can be learned. Absolutely. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the beautiful northern Vermont. Have a mindful, happy day.